Coming up on TMS, no one called Saul. Amazing lace, how sweet the sound. Polite British orgasm. I don't like Steve Zahn's weed. Everyone does that guy. Tropical storm butthole. If your tacos are fuzzy, go somewhere else. These are all bad names for tacos. Rusty, crusty, musty taco. The spice world must flow. Six degrees of Wayne Brady. Kung Fu candy is scary. The Colonel's four remaining spices. Cover up your tuna fish with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I am Uriel, and we are Unarius and preparing the Earth people for the great space fleet landing, the starship landing in 2001. Just look into the little hole. (laughs) (laughs) The Morning Stream with Scott and Brian and a caveman. Good morning. Welcome back to TMS for Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. I am Scott Johnson. He is Brian Ibbett. Good morning. I am. That is, that's right. And hello and hello. happy Tuesday. Hey man, Tuesdays. It's, it's not Mondays. It's, it's taco days. If you, if you're into that sort of thing. If you celebrate. And I am into that sort of thing. I am too. Where do you go for your taco Tuesdays if you had to, you know. Oh geez. You know, the, uh, the, the town of Arvada. Yeah. Uh, just can't get enough tacos for some reason. Uh, mm. In the last five years, I'd say half a dozen taco places have opened up within five minutes of my house. Uh. Uh, I have no idea why. I mean, all right, we had a Taco Bell, obviously, whatever. That doesn't count. No. But we have Teocali tacos and Laredo tacos and Tacos del uh, La Jefe or something like that. <laughs> del um, Fuzzies in Old Town. Yeah. Um, Fuzzy tacos. There's another taco place. Another taco place that moved into the old Bella Bistro, and I can't remember what the name of that place is. And of course, uh, Torchies and Rusty Taco. I feel like you have all the tacos there. You have Good Lord, we do. And yeah. I still say for my for for bang for my buck, which is, means a whole different thing when you're in Vegas. That's but right. for bang for my buck, I would say uh, Torchies is the uh, mm. is the winner out here. Okay, they're uh, they're they fill their tacos. They have a, a much bigger variety than the other places. And their tacos are chock-a-block full of stuff. Mm. I like chock-a-block full of stuff. That's how I yes, like my tacos. chock-a-block full of stuff. And yes, yeah. uh, people are still hung up on the name Fuzzy's Tacos. Yeah, Fuzzy Tacos. Yeah, that's actually an Austin wow. um, an Austin chain uh, that moved to Colorado, as I think is Torchies, as a matter of fact. I'm a little more bummed out about the term rusty taco i don't think i like that yeah that uh that was a place that was originally called r taco just the letter r taco and oh. then they finally said well the r stands for rusty let's just call it rusty taco <laughs> like why isn't it rusty's taco is it a guy named rusty right, who started right. no, it? it's yeah it's just plain old rusty taco okay that, uh, that's just a problematic thing that is an interesting question because uh, yeah i'm looking they're also kind of a chain i don't know where they originated let's see let's see if they're let's see if their website talks about the history of rusty taco yeah where's where was rusty uh, born? our story here we go our yeah. story oh fine allow them to know where where i live your current location even though it uh 
Hooray. Now they know Rusty Always Tacos. The wrong place. They now know where Brian lives. That's the end of it. That's your screwed. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, Tacos a popular Nevada. Let's open another taco place. Mm-hmm. Uh, our name comes from our founder, Rusty Fenton, who, along with his wife, Denise, and partner, Steve Dunn, opened the first Rusty Taco location in Dallas. So, yeah, it should be called Rusty's Tacos. Rusty's Tacos, not Rusty Tacos. Yeah, but then you get people who might start calling it rusty stockos or i don't know they're they're you know is there a i guess there's not really a problem with an apostrophe s there why rusty taco well props to everybody out there who has already gone to urban dictionary and looked for rusty taco Uh, yeah you know it is far better than a crusty taco i'll say that that's uh (laughs) you know if you put if you're gonna add a letter to the rusty taco name don't make it a c and don't put it at the front just put go all out say rusty musty taco rusty crusty musty taco there you go done all of these places oh fuzzies Fuzzies does have apostrophe S, so it's not just fuzzy tacos. So it's a possess possessive. Somebody has somebody named Fuzzy. Okay. Yeah. And that one did start in um actually Fort Worth was the first one, but I've always thought of it as an Austin staple. It's almost like Texas borders uh, Mexico and they're good at taco food. It's almost like that. Apparently so, yeah. Texas uh sending all their taco restaurants to Colorado. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Keep them coming, man. Nothing wrong with that. Oh. I have nowhere. In particular, that I go, oh, those tacos. I used to, but they went away. And I'm sure there's oh, really? great tacos. Well, like Red Iguana is amazing, but that's like full restaurant experience. Like if I want to just go somewhere and get tacos. Oh, Taco yeah, Taco downtown to- is really good. Sorry. So Salt-, is- Salt Lakers, if you're in downtown Salt Lake, there's a place called Taco Taco, which recently just uh, expanded. And they're those are fantastic. I almost forgot. They are very, very good. Okay. All right. There little you go. mom and pop place. There's not taco, a Taco Taco. Yeah. Tacos, which seems, you know, a little boring and on the nose a little redundant really if you yeah. ask me yeah but you is it get... right next to a little caesar's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he walks out once in a while stretches and goes ah taco taco and then goes back inside <laughs> exactly yes. uh anyway we're uh, here it's a tuesday we got lots of stuff to do today i got uh, a fun little plan for brian here oh, uh cool. for right. for gamers it's a big day uh so if you're like hey are these guys going to talk about all that stuff we'll do it on the gaming shows on the frog pants network uh, we'll listen to core this week big big stuff from Sony, Nintendo, and possibly others. Uh, so uh, don't don't expect that here today. We did a lot of that in pre-show anyway. Uh, instead, I'm going to stump Brian. We haven't done that in a while. Okay. It's easy to do, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, a while. But we're going to do it in an area of your expertise. And uh, let's see if I can find a good clip that I want to play for your intro today. Um, how about this one? Get him out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was random. Wow, I didn't expect okay, that. All right. That wasn't wow. on purpose, everybody. I gotta remind myself to go bleep that. Anyway, it's <laughs> timestamped. It's yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, so I'm gonna stump you with some trivia. Uh, that thankfully Tim, aka TRPW, in our chat room put this together. Oh, cool. Uh, it's Spice Girls edition. Stump Brian. Oh all God. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. And I know you're excited. Okay. How could you not be? Yes, uh, I want to be getting all these right. Yes, you do. Uh, your 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 true worth as a person will now be determined by your additional or by your correct or false answers to this que- to these questions. Hoping my two points become one. No, that's not right. No, that isn't it at all. <laughs> that's not it. Okay. Uh, so here you go. Here I'm just going to jump into these. Uh, there's not a ton, so we got you know we got plenty of time for these. Here's your first question. 
And for those at home are like, wait, why Spice Girls? If you've missed it previously, <laughs> Brian, Brian's like a super fan, mega Here, fan. Uh, let me remind people why. He's got all kinds of shit. He dreams of it. He lives it. He eats it. Uh, drinks it. Oh, look at this right here. Uh, look at this. Okay, look at this poster. Okay. Spice World. Oh, right there. We'll just set this. Uh, we'll just you set know which one? Right sporty here. Spice by how grumpy she looks. That's fantastic. I know. No, no, that's uh, it's not uh, sporty. It's uh, posh. Is or the posh. One. I meant, She's yeah. the one who. She does not like to smile. Soccer right. wife. I always forget. All right. Yes. So uh, we're going to test your your fandom here. Please do. Okay. Question number one: Which early member of what? Sorry, which early member of what became the Spice Girls was replaced by Emma Benton? Bunton, sorry. Bunton, sure. Um, so there was an early member. Oh, okay, you know what? It's multiple member. choice. I'm sorry. This is good. I can oh, give you oh good. Okay, thank goodness, because uh, <laughs> I'm hoping Kate Middleton is on the list. Uh, there, she seems perfect, but uh, here are Peppa. your choices. A, Pe- Peppy Lerner. Don't know who that is. Peppy Lerner? Okay. Sure. Uh, second is Michelle Stevenson. C, Nicole Appleton. Or D, Mel Coloma. <laughs> Mel Coloma. Mel Coloma. they don't have enough Mel's in the group already. Yeah. Uh... You know what? The name, um, what was it? Appleton? Victoria Appleton? Uh, no, what was it? Nicole Appleton. Nicole Appleton? Mm-hmm. That one sounds familiar. I think she's a member of the Sugar Babes or uh, All Saints. Well, Nicole so you know, Appleton. You know your shit here. Um, I don't think it was another Mel because that would be hilarious to have four or three <laughs> Mel's in the group. It'd be like having three people with the last name Taylor in your new wave group. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what were the other choices? Peppy Lerner, Michelle Stevenson, Nicole Appleton, or Mel Coloma. Peppy Lerner. I'm going to say Michelle Stevenson because if you were making up a quiz hmm. about potential Spice Girls, um, Michelle Stevenson would be the name would be the the correct answer, and you'd make up a whole bunch of British sounding names for the. <laughs> The other answer. I uh, see. This is why Brian's good at trivia. He he thinks beyond the actual question and into the structure. I, do. I think about the, the right the question writer. But yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how TRPW thinks. So well, let's find out if you're correct. Oh, yeah. you're right about this one, uh, Michelle Stevenson. Michelle Stevenson. Yes, yeah, a little heir bit. to the McLean Stevenson uh, fortune. Yeah, he left a lot there. Uh, Peppy okay. Lerner was the Spice Girls vocal coach who recommended Emma Bunton. Nicole uh, Appleton is a member of the rival group All Saints. All uh, Saints. Yeah. Thank there you very you go. much. Nicely done. Mel Coloma was replaced by Victoria Adams, Posh Spice, oh. shortly after auditioning successfully. She claims that her voice was considered too good. So, so there was a Mel Coloma potentially in the Spice Girls. Yep. Hilarious. Almost made it. Number My goodness. Two, question number two. What was on the back of Jerry Hallowell's iconic Union Jack dress? My hand. Oh. <laughs> what? Here are your op- options. Uh, a, okay. the right. two-fingered piece or victory hand symbol. You know, this know bill. Not, yeah, we know it's not uh, used for that. No, okay. but it can't, you know, it can be, I suppose. I guess this way is, is peace. This way is not. Is it? What is this way? Some sort of vagina that's, thing? That's a qu- equivalent of the F-bomb, uh, like a, the bird in the uh, UK. So, but you have to do that's like UK this. UK bird. You have to do this where you jerk it up. Or you do this. Like oh. the... Rrr. Oh, I but like it's that. almost like one of these too. Like you know, <laughs> for some reason I can picture Nick Frost or somebody doing that, going Wurr, like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so that's your number one. B the Tao Jutsu or Taoist Yin Yang symbol. So the oh, little, okay. little swirly the deal. Yin Yang. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. C it was a Gucci little black dress with a Union Jack tea towel stri- uh, stitched on the front. There was nothing on the back. 
What the hell? No, that's I think that's BS. Okay, and then D, a symbol for the group, the campaign for nuclear, nuclear, nuclear <laughs> disarmament that looks a bit like a pie chart. So those are your options. You get the oh, yin wow. yang, you get the victory hand, you got the uh, oh, Gucci like the deal. Peace symbol basically is what they're describing, right? Sort of, except it's solid. But yeah, you're 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 okay. not wrong. Okay. It's to sort uh, of. Yeah. I have no idea on this, and I looked at the back of the poster um, on this one. Although she's not wearing her Union Jack dress on here, Posh was known for the little black Chanel deal, so I don't think it was the Chanel tea towel, whatever. That, whatever that, that was. answer was. Yeah. Uh, it's very small. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say it's the the two finger victory sign. Let's find out if it is. Is it that? No, uh, the correct answer is D, the symbol for the group for the campaign for nuclear and uh, disarmament. Nuclear? Interesting. Yeah. It was the pie chart. Yeah, it's the pie chart. Uh, all right. I still think you did pretty good there on, on just the evaluation because that's a hard one. Here's yeah. your next one. Mel B is said to have come up with the phrase Zigga Zig Ah uh-huh. in the song Wannabe. Uh, what is the meaning or inspiration for this phrase? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Here you go. A. <laughs> That sounded really confident. <laughs> it's, you know, the meaning is get with my friends first. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt. So here's number one. A, it represents the sound of an orgasm. Okay. Mine sound Cheeky. like mine sound. Is that normal? Anyway. Mine sounds like uh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. All finished. <laughs> All done. All done. We are complete. Move All on. Done. <laughs> we have completed our desired output. All right. Uh, there's that. Uh, B, is it inspired by Zig and Zag, a pair of popular TV puppets in the UK? Okay. okay. Never heard of Zig right. and Zag. C, is it derived from the phrase shit and cigars? Or D, <laughs> shit and cigars. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> just like a weird phrase. Why is that even a phrase? Yeah, if that's, that's a phrase. probably what I want. I'm trying to figure out how it leads into that. Shit and cigars. And ziggy zig. Uh, shit and cigars. No, that's, that's, that's absolutely stupid. Sounds okay, stupid. Go ahead. And then D, it comes from the newspaper article about the ziggurats of Ur. Oh, geez, Louise. I yeah. was hoping it would be like, you know, it's some it's some uh, girl power thing. Um I think it just sounds like shit nonsense. Shit and cigars? But, shit and cigars. No. Uh, zig and zag puppets. I don't think so either. Yeah. How about that orgasm sound? The orgasm? Maybe. Maybe now I'm thinking. Maybe I'm leaning now towards the orgasm. But who goes zig zig Someone who really wants to distract their partner. I guess so. <laughs> really ruin their night. Uh. You know what? Let's let's uh let's say it's let's say it's uh, the orgasm. All right. Let's find out. Is it? Nope. Oh, the correct darn. answer is shit and cigars. Really? Shit and cigars? It says the girls had to share a bathroom at the studio with an arrogant 80s pop star who had the nasty habit of taking a dump in the shared kazi, they call it. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's see. While smoking on a cigar. So they refer to him as shit and cigars. <laughs> That's the name of the guy. Really? They don't say who the 80s pop star was, though. I would love to know that. Oh, my gosh. I know. I know. Was it Sting? And they're going, ugh. I can't come out until I finish me. Andrew Ridgely. 
<laughs> That's who it was. It was Andrew originally. Really? Shitting cigars. All so, right. Of all the 80s cigars. pop star, how, how, of all the 80s uh, stars, who would you least like to, especially, let's, let's keep it to British 80s pop okay. stars. All right. Which one of those do you least want to be next in line in a, in a toilet? Like, who do you want to not follow? Oh, jeez. And, and uh, in my head, it's it's Bob Geldof. 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 Oh, Geldorf. yeah. He doesn't look like he showers much, does no. he? Just That's a really good... Uh, he'd take a bad poo. Just know it. I think, I think Billy Idol could probably throw a deuce, man. I think oh, he could really... Yeah. I think he could wreck a bathroom. <laughs> I would have said Meatloaf, but we're talking British artists. Yeah, we're talking uh, British here, folks. Meatloaf would yeah. be fine. I mean, meatloaf is a great chance, choice. There's nothing wrong with you know meatloaf. And if we want to extend yeah. it to like all eras, I mean, you could. I bet uh, Tom Jones leaves a real, real bummer oh, in yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, why George <laughs> Michael buy a cow? I don't know why. Yeah. I don't. His I've a- heard George Michael was very pleasant in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ask your re- recent relatives if you if you're too young for that reference. <laughs> That's awesome. Elton John, yeah. Yeah, Elton yeah. John could probably... Uh, probably wreck it pretty good. Right. All right, next question. Uh, you ready for this? Oh. Yeah, I'm ready, yeah. Okay, this is weird. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I cut off part of it. So now I have the actual question. Here we go. Which Spice Girl has the most obvious connection to Monty Hall? To Monty Hall of Let's Make a Deal? Yeah, this is a weird thing oh jeez. okay uh, and your options are emma jerry mel c and victoria sure I, oh really so we're leaving uh we're leaving somebody off who we're leaving mel b out it sounds like who's mel c which one's she mel c is melanie chisholm that would be sporty spice gotcha i know i, I can't keep them straight uh anyway okay. which which, which of those of do you think has it has a connection or the connection of monty hall yeah which i will then tell What's... you after you know okay. that, that you need to guess who i don't know how you'd ever know this one uh yeah, stab in the dark. Let's say it's uh Emma Bunton. Let's that, find you know, out. She's, is, is it Emma yeah. Bunton? Nope, yeah. it's Jerry Hollowell. Really? Okay. Here's now how. Here's her connection. Oh, really? Hollywell. I might be. You know that might have been a smart thing for me to say. Well, Hall is in the first part of her last name. Jeez. Oh, it's not even for that reason though. Here's why. Um, okay. Let's see. Hollowell was a presenter on the Turkish version of Let's Make a Deal, the game show co-created oh. and originally presented by Monty Hall. So that's their connection. So she was, okay, so she's she's as connected to Monty Hall as, um, oh, what's his face? Wayne Brady. <laughs> <laughs> or Mike Brady or any of the Bradys. All Bradys. <laughs> um, all right, here's your, here's your next okay. one. Uh, this is, let's see. Okay, here we go. In 1997, Jennifer Saunders, the co-writer of the movie Spice World, Put yep. together a spoof Spice Girls pop group called the Sugar Lumps. Okay. Who played the Baby Spice slash Emma Bunton analog in the Sugar Lumps? And here, really? are your, here are your options. I didn't know this existed. Did you? Didn't know that either. No, I know she's uh, she's absolutely fabulous. She's half of that uh, deal. And uh, sure, sure, sure. French and Saunders comedy duo, French and Saunders. Okay, go ahead. Let's, oh, uh, I didn't know that. I did. I knew yeah. her, but I didn't know they were. I didn't know they were part of that. Anyway, yeah. A, Celia Black. B, Priscilla. What did I say? Oh, I'm just, my, my eyes are shit. I think it's just Scylla Black. You are correct. B, Dusty Springfield. <laughs> C, Lulu, not to be confused with the book publishing website. Sure. Uh, D, Sandy Shaw. So you got Scylla oh Black, God. Dusty Springfield, Lulu, and Sandy Shaw. All, all four are 
much older performers. So when, what year did she put this thing together? Uh, 97, 1997. 97, okay. 20, I mean, 25 uh, years ago. All right, I, I don't think Dusty Springfield is still alive. I could be wrong. Uh, you know her from uh, the Son of a Preacher Man song. Oh, I like that the song. The only boy who could ever the son, son of a preacher man. man. That's a great song. It's a, such a great song. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's... Uh, Lulu, you know, from uh, To Sir With Love. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I can't think of the lyrics to that one. Um, <laughs> Scylla Black, Sandy Shaw. Sandy Shaw, um, big uh big uk i mean i don't think all four of them are are big uk artists but yeah they're all ukers i think um sandy shaw still doing stuff at least as of a few years ago i got uh sent a cover a new cover that sandy shaw had recorded i can't remember what it was but because of the fact that she's still doing stuff yeah. i'm gonna say sandy shaw okay uh let's find out if you're correct you are no. incorrect. The answer is Lulu. It was Lulu. Really? Yeah. The rest of the Sugar Lumps lineup was Jennifer Saunders as Jerry, Kathy Burke as Mel C, Don French as Victoria, and Luella Gideon as Mel B. Interesting. Wow. And there you go. Like uh, 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 French, uh, you know, French and Saunders both contributing to that one. Wow. Yep. And for those who are like, I need to see more about this, I'm putting a link to the YouTube yeah. in the uh, the chat there so you guys can see it. Uh, well, next question. I don't know how you're doing. Sure, I haven't. The, that's the. Are you sure that's the thing? Because I thought that that's the video for. Uh, oh, who do you think you are? He that's the... he included it saying it was this, but maybe they goofed. Maybe he goofed and pasted it. Oh, gotcha. Around. Okay. He might have put it in. Oh yeah, it does. It looks like it does have all the alterna alterna spicers in there. Okay. Alterna spice. I'm putting that in my in my uh, queue to watch later. Nice. Nice. Yes. All right. Question. Sugar lumps version. I don't know uh, where we're at score wise. Someone in the chat, hopefully, is keeping track. A sucky is where we're at. I think I've only gotten one right. Well, look, now's your chance to recover. Here you go. Yeah, okay. All right. When recording the video for the single "Say You'll Be There," yeah. the Spice Say Girls came up with there. alter egos. What was Victoria slash Posh Spice's alter oh, ego? Oh, jeez, that's right. They like showed alter ego names at the beginning of the video. Mm-hmm. Here are your options: A. Okay. Midnight. Sorry, Midnight Miss Suki. B, oh. Trixie Firecracker, C, Kung Fu Candy, or D, Katrina High Kick. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Um, as soon as you said Midnight Misuki or something like that, that's the one that uh, that that sprung into my mind. Um, I want to say that uh, those were names for all of them. And I want to say what Princess High Kick I think was sporty. I will tell you that. Let's see, high kick. Well, I'm, that'll. I'm, uh, I'm already ruling that one out. So if you, okay. so if I'm already wrong by saying princess high kick, then yeah, I won't tell you until you pick. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's Midnight Miss Suki, and I think the other the other three were were like Dynamite. I think was uh, Halliwell. Mm. I think uh, Chop. What was it? Suey? What was the... Oh, uh, the other one was Kung Fu Candy. <laughs> Kung Fu Candy, I think, was scary. And I and I think Princess High Kick was, uh, was uh, sporty. All right, so we're going with Midnight Miss Suki. Let's see if you get it. Congratulations, Good you did deal. it. Good deal. Okay. Uh, actually, some of those others are wrong, though. Mel C was Katrina High Kick. Jerry was Trixie Firecracker. 
Emma yeah, was kung fu. Mel C is is sporty. That's what I said. Was uh, Princess High Kick? Oh no 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 wait. Oh, that's this is more about me not knowing who these women are. So you're good. Yeah, you're sorry. Right. Yeah, I, I should have said their full names and their uh, fake names. I can't. So pick, what were the I other two? I'm sorry. Match them up. Uh, uh, see, Trixie. Sorry, uh, Trixie Firecracker was Jerry. Kung Fu Candy it, was Emma. Victoria was Miss Suki, as we said, and then Mel B oh. was Blazing Bad Zula, who's not okay. on our list. So I got I got Emma and and uh, and uh, Mel B incorrect. I don't remember this video at all. Like mm. I have no memory of it. Oh, you'd love it. They're like in a post-apocalyptic wasteland in there. Oh, then I'm in. Let's do yeah, it. It's, it's actually, I'd say it's the best of their videos. It does feel, those names feel like people I've done missions for in Cyberpunk, which I'm playing right now. So <laughs> every one of those. Every one of those. All right. Here's a new or another one. Which of these dance style mix-ups do the Spice Girls call out in Spice Up Your Life? Okay. So here are your options. A, Hip Hop the Lombada. B moonwalk the foxtrot, C waltz the salsa, and D flamenco the polka. Oh yeah, okay. Like it's uh, yeah, they're doing this whole. Yep. Such a, a dumb song. I think it's the last one though. I think it's foxtrot the polka. Let's I'm find gonna say, out. Yeah, that's the last one, right? Uh, mo- sorry. Oh well, the polka one is moonwalk the fox. So it's moonwalk the fox foxtrot oh, and oh. flamenco the pol- polka. Flamenco the Polka. That's I'm going to say it's Flamenco the Polka. The ah. Correct answer is Moonwalk the Fox, Foxtrot. Moonwalk the Foxtrot. Okay. Yep. Right. The original lyrics were Flamenco, Lombada, but hip hop is harder or hotter, as they probably said. Yeah. Probably. Uh, we Moonwalk the fox, Foxtrot, then Polka the Salsa. Ah, Polka the Salsa. That's what I do uh, when I'm almost done with my Mexican food uh, restaurant. Same. Uh, same. People yeah, don't like it when I double poke the salsa, though. They want me to just single poke it. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. Uh, last of three questions. Here's your next one. Which Spice okay. Girl video was shot in a, t- a terraced street called Carnu Street in Dublin? Oh, I, I bet I could even. Uh, I think it's stop. But uh, I'm going to tell you here are all the choices. Here, here are all your options. Uh, yeah. Say you'll be there. Mama, stop. Yeah. And two yeah. become one. Brian yeah. is correct yeah. with stop. Yeah, stop. You're going in and out of all the little doors and it's really fun. I do remember that video vaguely. Stop right now. Thank you very much. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You know, they're ahead of their time. If, if, Brit pop, <laughs> if Brit pop was having the kind of uh, resurgence that say K-pop is having right now, just yeah, imagine yeah. how huge that band would be. be so oh, big. they'd be enormous. Yeah, yeah. and there's still, you know, I'm still holding out hope for um, a Spice Girls tour that comes somewhere near me. Maybe you know, I'd go as far as Vegas or Los Angeles. Oh wow! Look at you, ready, yeah, ready to go. As far, that's as far as I'd go. Would you go <laughs> to? I don't know if I'd go New York or Miami or something like that. Would but. you go Oklahoma? Would you go there? Oh yeah, I'm sure the Spice Girls are really going to hit the Tulsa. <laughs> well, I don't know. The I don't Tulsa think they, Arena. I don't know if they've got the chops they used to have. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> now playing at the Cheyenne uh, Cheyenne County Fair. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the days in. Branson, Missouri, Spice yeah. Girls. All right, here's your uh, here's your second to last question. Which Spice Girl covered the Spice Girls song "To Become One" with Robbie Williams in 2019? Mm. Was it? Mel I don't C- know about this. Was it Mel C, Mel B, Victoria, or Emma? Um, I want to say that that was an Emma song, and she put out a lot of covers. Let me see here. Um, 
I, I noticed you're giving me everybody but Posh, which is smart because Posh really hasn't recorded much since since uh, she married Bex. Yeah, um, she just has the she just has soccer sex all day. She has the fashion. Yeah, she does her fashion line. She does some uh, yeah uh, charity stuff. Let's see here. Never smiles. That's the deal. I feel like that was always an Emma song anyway. The two become one. I'm going to say Emma. Uh, let me see, Brian. I feel like you're on a bit of a roll. Did he get this one right? He did. It is Woo! Emma. Nicely yeah. done. Final question. This is, uh, I think if you get this one right, you've officially won the list. Okay. All right. If, if you get it wrong, then every, you lose everything. Oh, God. Right? Yeah, that's fine. Boy, no pressure. Jeez. <laughs> here goes. In the video for Goodbye, each of the remaining Spice Girls gets surrounded by falling objects. What falling things does Mel C. get surrounded by? <laughs> I think it's soccer balls, but let's hear the... <laughs> Here's your options. Uh, A, paper. You ever seen paper? Paper. Look at it. Uh, B, the ex- an exploding chandelier. Chandelier. <laughs> D, uh, or, or sorry, C, toilet paper rolls. Like it's 2020 all up in here. Sure, yeah. And D plates oh okay so soccer balls not on the list not on the list yeah god this uh this goodbye songs uh because jerry had already left the band so it was really just the four remaining uh yeah. spice girls uh <laughs> the f- <laughs> the colonel's four remaining spices right, right exactly it's yeah. like when fifth harmony became four <laughs> yeah uh <clears throat> let's see i'm gonna say uh, all right Paper and toilet paper. I'm going to cancel each of those out because uh, I don't know why. It just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it feels like if you're going to create a a, a, again, multiple choice, you wouldn't have both paper and toilet paper because it'd be too easy. Well, paper is a kind of toilet paper or toilet paper is a kind of paper. That's right. And in a pinch, Um, I could wipe with a piece of paper if I had to (laughs) have. I've done it. Yeah. Let's. Let's go with an exploding chandelier. That one feels out of place, and I love me a good out of place guess. Well, let's find out if Brian's wild uh, uh, approach to this answer is correct. It is a correct answer. Nicely done. Victoria gets paper. Uh, Emma gets toilet paper rolls. Oh, they're both in there? Toilet paper rolls? Really? (laughs) I I thought you were going to be right about that, but nope. Apparently, paper and toilet paper were there. Uh, Mel B gets paper plates. Sorry, just plates. There's no paper plates. Sorry. And it's then, all paper products. This, <laughs> this, this video is sponsored by Chinette. Yeah, there you go. And then, of course, Mel C with her exploding chandelier. Uh, I think you did real well on this list. I think uh, we can stand. We can now all officially say that Brian is the biggest Spice Girls uh, fan, you know, and uh, yeah. certainly the biggest yeah, one I know. I don't know anyone. I mean, uh, Claire was up there, though. Claire Claire was getting uh, the ones that I got wrong. She was getting those correct. We, If we were, if we were Voltron... You know, we could join to form one super Spice Girl fan. Uh, then uh, I guess so. She, so she likes him more than uh, I know. She's not oh, one for the she monarchy. She doesn't. She whatever. She just said, uh, "I effing hate the Spice Girls." Oh well, oh. then she, okay. So then, oh. the, so take Spice Girls, the monarchy, and uh, the Pope, and all three. She hates them. She can't stand them. F them all. Lee, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Jeez. What do all those things have in common? She hates them. <laughs> Uh, By the way, TRPW yeah. is threatening squeeze next. Bring it on. Oh, that do it, one, do it. That one I feel like I can uh, do it. I can answer up and down. I love that. Uh, that was really cool of you to do that, uh, Tim. So thank you Very cool. for that. Yes. And uh, send me more, and I'll be happy to do more of these Stump Brian segments. They're, they're really fun. Okay, yeah. we are going to take a quick dive into all things. You know, I'm going to borrow recommendals for a minute. 
Because it's a form of Hollywood, you know? You got the Hollywood types or whatever. Well, it's definitely a form of Hollywood. Sure. Uh, it's not like it used to be in the 70s and 80s. Those two worlds never collided. But now, actors are all over the place because TV's cool. It's oh, cool I see again. what you're saying. I mean, they still film a lot of TV in Hollywood. You're talking about like your 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 Hollywood actors, your movie actors, and your TV actors. Yeah, you separate. had your people yes. on Love Boat, yes. and then you had real actors doing movies. And it uh, felt like there was a big difference. But uh, anyway, the Emmy Awards happened last night, a thing I did not watch because I don't care about awards that much. But I, I like I like the sort of who won business. And so we're going to get into I, that real quick. I partially watched it while I had the Broncos uh, Seattle game in front of me. <laughs> oh, how did that end? I didn't see the final. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It was uh, uh, they had like 40 seconds left on the clock, uh, fourth down and five five yards and um uh our coach and his name is escaping me decides he's going to run out the clock run out the play clock and try and get our kicker Uh to kick the second longest field goal in nfl history (laughs) hack it exactly how are you gonna okay now had that worked it would have been amazing wilson there he can get you a first down call and they had three timeouts yeah that's not like they didn't have any timeouts they had three timeouts you 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 uh go for you go for that first down you get some yardage you maybe get some more plays going but you keep hitting those uh those uh um timeouts so that you can unless you can get them out off uh, uh out of bounds yeah and then once you get closer then you trot out yeah the kicker you don't say oh let's let's run this out and uh, just see how it goes <laughs> i don't know why you would ever put that on anybody in the game like that especially this early in the Jeez. season to say uh you're going to be required to make the second longest field goal in all t- of all time right it was just it was uh baffling that move that's but, really uh, weird now had he done it we'd all be losing our minds today it's all anyone to be right. talking about so maybe right. he was aiming for like one of those moments but boy that's a big risk man it's a huge risk and yeah there we go it's like it's the 64 yard or the second longest field goal kick in uh or a uh, uh, yeah field goal kick in in nfl history in an outdoor stadium in seattle where you've got the fans screaming and trying to be as distracting as possible and to his credit he had the distance you know yeah. our our uh our kicker had the distance. It just veered left a little bit, and oh. uh, sadly, yeah. Look at that thick, that thick ocean air, that sea air, man. It's all fishy exactly. and shrimpy. Ew. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So let's talk Emmys. Here's your here's your winners. Uh, we got the outstanding drama series went to Succession, which yeah. uh, pissed a lot of uh, Better Call Saul fans off. Um, it's 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 a hard it's a tough thing because. Succession's excellent too, right? I mean, we look at that that whole list is full of it's really everything drama. on there is good. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. I was personally hoping Severance would make everyone look dumb, but yes. Um, yes. but that's the genre lover in me. But Better Call Saul, I think everybody just kind of had settled on this idea that it had like 43 nominations over the years, hasn't won right. any of them. Like right. Breaking Bad, they wait to the final season and then and then you get your, you know, you get your Return of the King <sighs> awards. Yeah, and it just didn't happen, yeah. man. It's a bummer. So it, zip. It, it really is, yeah. Uh, but whatever. None of this matters. It's all fluff and marketing. It is. Um, yeah. Outstanding comedy series went to Ted Lasso. 
What a surprise. Yeah, big shocker there. <laughs> Doing pretty good. Yeah, again, you know, you've, you've got uh, what we do in the shadows and Abbott Elementary, which is uh, just brilliant, and Barry, which is questionably a comedy series anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a weird one on that list because it does veer so hard. This last season was very little comedy. Ooh, it was dark. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Abbott Elementary, by the way, had the, the, the one show from a network. Uh, right. regular network right. tv everything, everything else, else is streaming everything yeah. else is streaming we are in a new world you guys uh outstanding limited series went to the white lotus uh this one over dope yes. sick dropout pam and tommy inventing anna all those yes have have you watched it yet no i keep hearing amazing things and you've recommended you've it. Watch it was you it. i recommended it in august 2021 and uh it's time now maybe people are gonna listen to me yeah. but uh no, I mean, uh, Timothy Zahn, Connie Britton, who we both love. Love her. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, who uh, danced her way off the stage because they were playing her, playing her off. <laughs> and she was in the middle of her speech and decided, all right, I'm just going to steer into this. That's awesome. When she Last night, I celebrated by watching the episode of Seinfeld where she gives Jerry, the, or she won't give Jerry the massage. She refuses. <laughs> oh, right. She's yes. so good in that. Anyway, that's good yeah. for her because she's great. We love her. Yeah. Uh, your outstanding lead actor in a drama drama series went to uh, the J or sorry Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game. That yeah, was a that was a, a record breaker. That's cool. Surprise over Odin Kirk and Jason Bateman and uh, Adam Scott for Severance, Jeremy Strong and Brian Cox for Succession. Was Bateman on there? They, I didn't see him on. Yeah, there. Bateman was. Uh, Bateman was. Oh, this list is screwed up. It says Brian Cox, uh, uh, the lead Jing Jae guy, Bob Odenkirk, Adam Scott, and Jeremy Strong. They left him yeah. off. Nope. Bateman was uh, a nominee <laughs> as well. Not, that's not very nice. Them leaving him. <laughs> no, off there. no, not cool at all. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, whatever. Better yeah, call Saul. I mean, Squid Game. Squid Game got a lot of surprise love. Yeah. Uh, last night. Now here's her. one I predicted, and I uh, was sure of it when okay. I saw the episode where she was going through withdrawals. Um, oh, because sure. I watched Euphoria, and Euphoria is a weird mix of things, and I'm not sure. Like, it's not the kind of show I'd go, that's the best show on TV, and like, not even close to being saying that. But sure. she absolutely blew my mind with her acting, yeah. especially that those couple episodes where they were dealing with her drug arc. And man, I just, at that time, I went, if she doesn't win for this, then we're, then we're effed. Well, she won, and then went home to Tom Holland, and he, he sprayed web all over her. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's horrible. Why did I say that? Why did I go there? Zing, zing. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. uh yeah and, and again that's the only series in that category that i've never seen we've you know we watched the morning show reese witherspoon killing eve of course uh jody comer who i think is uh who's She's who's great. uh my next wife uh laura linney melanie linsky sandra O, oh, also from killing eve uh it's a good list man it's a great list yeah. and good for zendaya yeah uh, she's great i just she blew my mind like everyone wants to go yeah. oh she's just another one of these Dis- ex-Disney stars who's this and that no I think yeah. she's the real freaking deal man plus she just seems down to earth and cool she's usually she attempts to be in her pajamas as much as possible and I don't blame her <laughs> yeah uh, alright here's here's an outstanding supporting actor in a, in a drama you got your Matthew McFadden for Succession yeah this was a tight Tom. one yeah, with Tom Wemskins. Plus, you had like three other succession people in that list, or something. Right? Yeah, you had uh, Nicholas Braun, who's uh, uh, his foil, like the the goofy well, Greg. Is it 
Greg, Greg I think. I think Greg. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Kieran Culkin. But then you also, then you had like John Turturro and Christopher Walken who are like, you know, like so elder good. elder statesmen in yeah. that list. Yeah, especially Walken. Especially Walken. I love John Turturro's performance. I loved oh, it. The two, yeah, just the. He, yeah, he blew my mind. I'm like, oh, this will be fine. He's like a secondary character. I'm sure it's enjoyable. Uh, uh-uh, man, that whole series was for me. That was the John Turturro experience. I freaking loved it. Yeah. Um, all right. We got outstanding supporting actress in a drama series. Went to Julie Gardner for Ozark. She's awesome. She, she, her career will see no bounds. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. Went to Ted Lasso's Jason Sudeikis. Again, yep. not a huge surprise. I kind of thought. Well, I kind of thought Bill Hader was going to get it personally, but Bill Hader or again Steve Martin, Martin Short for Only Murders, uh, uh, Donald Glover for Atlanta. Again, that was another category, a packed category of uh, great, great actors. Even Nicholas Holt, who uh, uh, you know is in something, some movie or something at some uh, point. He's but, um, yeah. he's in uh, he was in a little thing where he had these two tum- tumors on his neck, and he named them Larry and, and Gary or something. <laughs> Um, let's see. Outstanding. That's, that's because we didn't mention it earlier when we were talking about the post-apocalyptic wasteland for the Spice Girls video. There you go, folks. There you go. We put it in, and there's your sign. Uh, all right. Uh, lead actress in a comedy series went to Gene Smart for Hacks. I've heard nothing but yeah. good things about that role. I have not seen Hacks. I should probably yeah. see Hacks. I haven't seen the new season. It's um, next up on our list. She's great, though. She we already great. We already love Gene Smart. So sure. We knew this before the freaking Academy did. Uh, let's see. Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso for supporting actor. That's a uh, coach, right? The, or, um, no, he's the, he's the, um, Oh, oh, oh. I can't think of his, his character name. He's the, the beardy guy the, that's pissed all the, the time. beardy guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's Putting great. in a, uh, Herculean effort, uh, onto that show, man. That he's guy. great. I love that guy. Uh, yeah. Does a cool podcast, which I only have heard a couple episodes from, but he's very good. Sure. Um, Roy Kent. Yes, of course. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Duh. There you go. Uh, outstanding supporting actress in the comedy went to Cheryl Lee Ralph from Al, uh, Al, Abbott Element, Elementary. Abbott I keep Elvis. hearing she got up and sang or something. She did. Yeah, she sang. Uh, I am a an endangered species. Uh, I don't rec- didn't recognize the song, but it got a standing ovation from from folks. Uh, she a good singer. Belted it out. She's all right. She's a she was a loud singer. She oh. didn't even need a microphone. She just uh, sent that out there. Okay. Because, uh, you know, they did something interesting this year that I really approve of, and I'd love to see them do this for the Oscars, mm. is that while they were giving their speeches, they apparently every every nominee gave the um, TV Academy or whoever a list of who they would like to thank, and they showed that list at the bottom of the screen. So instead of wasting their time saying, oh, I need to thank uh, – uh, Frank Martinez and I need to thank uh, Joe Belinsky and I need to thank all the folks at Warner Entertainment. I need to thank uh, my agent, uh, Bob uh, Frankberger and uh, uh, Bob Frankberger. I know how you came up with Bob Frankberger. <laughs> but anyway, instead of instead of wasting all that time with that stuff, they could, you know, they could then talk about, um, you know, the experience or the role or or you know why why 
really was more like a chance saying, I can't believe I was up against all these great actors mm-hmm. and I, I shouldn't be the one up here. One of them should be the one up here. Blah, 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 blah. Sometimes they have a cause they want to get up there and yeah, you know, exactly. do or whatever. Yeah. So did they, yeah. uh, it, from, from what I could tell, and I only saw photos, so I didn't watch yeah. any of this live, there was like a weird yeah. circle around the stage. Like people were all around it. It was a, um, yeah, it was a theater in the round um like comedy like comedians will do that sometimes it's like a uh, sometimes it was uh very you know thin in in one part so it was like if you took the circle and moved the center the nucleus back so there was really only room for one row of tables behind you and all the yeah. important people were in front yeah. but it sure it made for some interesting uh, moments of people kind of photobombing removing their heads so they knew they were in the shot in the background wow that's awesome uh, it looked cool. I mean, from what I could tell, yeah. I, I'm fine yeah. with that. It looked different. It was, cool. you know, it was, was kind of, it was boring as hell. Let's face it. it was, uh, <laughs> there were no, I don't want to, I don't want to slap every, every award show, but even, you know, give us something like, give us uh, like a Jack Palance doing one arm pushups kind of moment. And we just didn't have any of that. Well, like what none was, of it was, what was interesting is I found the craziest uh, news story. Um, yeah. This year was really low viewing. It was like under really? under uh-huh. five million. Yeah, not, not surprised. Yeah, yeah, not a big surprise. But under five million people watched them. More people last night during the time slot. Five point eight million people. Yeah, watched one of the BTS guys. I don't know what Lynn. I think. Oh really? Okay. Uh, watched him sit in his pajamas and play video games. <laughs> That got that got better ratings than the Emmys. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Which tells me that traditional media is not prepared. They're not ready. They don't yeah. know what's. No. They don't know when these things are going to come, when they're going to happen, and when they're going to explode. And last night, a completely, I assume Twitch got a bunch of money for this, or wherever he streamed it from. Yeah. But yeah. but they beat the freaking Emmys. It's amazing. That's that's amazing. What we you know the the reason the reason I like these shows is because it lets me know about other shows I should probably check out because you, you almost can't trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore or paste a magazine saying here are the five shows that you aren't watching right now on Netflix that you need to be watching so yeah. this is a way of saying oh yeah okay I really like that actor I didn't know they were doing this other thing so yeah I'm with they you they just need another they need a a Rotten Tomatoes a vetted Rotten Tomatoes version that just says hey here are the 10 best shows of the year and we don't need a winner we don't need a best this or best that just give us like you know here are the 10 best shows as rated on by critics and not people who signed up for a free uh account to to cast their vote yeah or or people that are you know i don't think i don't know now i'm starting to get nitpicky and gatekeepy but like should we let every if a guy's a blogger is he a reviewer? Do we let him in or do you what 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 is the limit? Or what I think is you need the, to have a you need to have a degree in critical review. There's you can get a degree in critical review. And, all right, uh, there's a standard then. Let's do that. And I feel like that should be the standard because then you're able to hopefully factor out. Ah, I had a shitty day. Boy, I really didn't like Abbott Elementary. Or sure. um, I don't like uh, Asian people. So boy, do I not like Killing Eve or whatever. <laughs> like you know anything. Anything that where you kind of take those those other biases out yeah. and uh, and can give a an objective review. Uh, Tally in the chat says younger generations don't give an f about older generations' opinions. 
Um, yeah. yeah, Tally, welcome to humanity. It's always been this yeah, way. Right. Exactly. It's always been this way. I didn't care what my parents said. Yeah. You don't care what hence, yours said. Hence the phrase, you're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's been around forever, man. I mean, that is the, that's as old as time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on and to. Maybe, and maybe, Tally, that's why you haven't watched uh, White Lotus yet. Yeah, get in there. Get that done. <laughs> because I've because I'm an old uh, old generation that recommended it to you. That might be old man Ebbett and his recommendations. Yeah, come on, go watch a TV show about a guy who shits in a suitcase. Come yeah. on, wouldn't you go want watch. that? Do you want that in your life? I know yeah. I do. Yeah, don't you want to see t- uh, Steve Zahn's Ween? Come on, always and forever. I remember right. watching uh, Saving Silverman going, man, Steve Zahn, if you could just show me your penis, if I'd only see his Ween. Yeah, please pull it out. Yeah. Sure. All right. Here's your uh, next winner. You got Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. She won for Best uh, Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited TV Series or Movie, beating out yeah. a bunch of people. I never saw that. You see that? Was it good? I did see that. I recommended it. And and she was good. Uh, hands down for me, Margaret Qualley and Maid. Should She should have won that category. She had... Uh, you saw Maid, didn't you? Didn't see. I don't think I saw Maid. Or maybe Kim watched it. It's it's uh, one of the best things I saw last year, and it's about a, a woman who gets out in an abusive relationship and goes out on her own and has to become a maid to make ends meet. Oh, and Kim did see this, and she loved it, and said it I was, should watch it, and I haven't watched it. You should watch it. It is so good. And Maid was, and, and Margaret Qualley was just phenomenal, phenomenal in that, like. When you say her name, I think of DJ Qualls. Is that weird? A <laughs> very different, very different person. But yeah. you do, you do have to tell me if you're a cop, right? <laughs> uh, best thing I ever did. Um, let's see. Uh, best supporting actor, or sorry, best supporting actor in a limited series or TV movie went to Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus. Uh, yeah. Beat out a whole he's, bunch he's, of people. He's the guy who shits in a suitcase. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> three white three white lotus uh uh on there yeah it did uh, really well yeah steve's on seth rogan and murray bartlett is that seth rogan's first like not seth rogan uh coolidge one for white lotus oh he's in pam and tommy sorry you're right yeah seth rogan jake lacy is for the white pam lotus yeah yeah um but that's got to be seth rogan's first nomination for anything Right, I think so. It has to be. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Did, did he just go? <laughs> I'm not going to win. <laughs> right, and yeah, Telly, uh, that is the guy who who was on Drag Race Down Under. He's he's definitely it. Uh, yeah, the cast of uh, of White Lotus got up on stage uh, for their win, and uh, Alexandria Daddario with kind of a see through outfit. Oh my gosh, missed yes. that. Okay, yeah. well, need to catch up on my... Uh, need to go look for that one. Get my Daddario on, if you know what I'm saying. Get your Daddario on. Outstanding supporting actress in a limited series TV movie. This thing was so packed with White Lotus people. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Sweeney, Natasha Rothwell, Alexandra Daddario, as you mentioned, her, uh, Jennifer well, Coolidge. Sydney Sweeney is uh, Euphoria, yeah. Uh, oh, this says Sydney Sweeney, White Lotus. Did they really? get this wrong? Wasn't Maybe. Sydney Sweeney... Uh, Maybe they. Oh, did was she. That's right. She was in White Lotus. I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. She's in Euphoria as well, though. Oh, oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh, I know who that is. Okay, I didn't realize she was in White yeah. Lotus. She's yeah. she's interesting human. Um. Anyway, they got one, two, three, four, five people in this category. We're all White Lotus actors, and it went to Jennifer Coolidge, <laughs> who rightly refused to give George or Jerry a massage. <laughs> right, uh, yes. Outstanding reality competition series went to Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. I did. I haven't yep. seen it. Uh, here it's funny. Good job. Yeah. Well done. 
I don't know. I have no idea. I have no opinion on that because I don't watch any of these. So, do you think any yeah. of these should have should have beat that or? Uh, what was it? Which category was the, it? That was because I'm because I'm scrolling to these as you say them. Which one? Reality competition series. Oh, uh, let's see here. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing because I was saying RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, the series itself. Hold yeah, on a yeah, second. Yeah. We got Structured, the unstructured competition. There we go. Competition program. And it went to the Lizzo uh, Nailed deal. it. RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, uh, drag Race. Drag Race. Amazing Race. The <laughs> voice. Top Chef. Uh, I mean, Amazing Race has won every year, it seems like. Or no, I'm sorry. No, RuPaul has won every year. Yeah. Used to always be Amazing Race. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think the voice is, is fails at the one thing that it tries to do, which is say, we're going to pick people and make them uh, successful completely not based on their looks, but only based on their, on their voice. And it starts out as that, but it definitely doesn't end up as that. I agree. I don't like that show for that reason. Yeah. Feels, so, feels uh, I've seen nailed it. I've seen RuPaul's drag, la- ra- drag lace again <laughs> and the amazing lace. <laughs> the if amazing gonna, lace. Let's just, let's just do all of it. Uh, Brian's not doing an offensive uh, uh, Asian accent. We promise. Oh God, no! I'm 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 really. <laughs> yeah, he's just mixing lace and race. Okay, everybody. I'm just mixing lace and race. <laughs> so sure, sure, Lizzo deserved it. I don't know. Sure, I haven't seen not? it, so I can't really say. <laughs> I can't. I just am sick of her song that I need a man or woman to pump me up with this thing oh, yeah. and the stuff and yeah. the deal. I am sick of that. Uh, all right. Outstanding variety talk show went to last week tonight with John Oliver, uh, d- doing great work over there. Um, he really up, is. up against some pretty good stuff. How come Jimmy Kimmel laid on the, the stage? What was that about? No, it was a joke. He, he and Will Arnett came out and, uh, Jimmy has been nominated for, for that category several times for, for a talk show several times. And as a joke, he, Will Arnett said that he just overdrank, And so he had to just drag him, his passed out body out on stage. Oh. And Jimmy Kimmel kept the bit going for like, he committed to it. He did not. The only time he broke characters when, uh, the, uh, Quinto, uh, or Quinta from Abbott elementary, uh, asked him to hold her phone. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he laid there the whole time. <laughs> Because somebody I read was reading somebody was pissed that he was doing it because they felt like it was like oh, they overdid it like they just oh really overstayed no, I think its it's great that he committed to the bit I think it was you know well you'd expect something like that from him and Will Arnett you wouldn't expect it from Martin Short and Steve Martin you no, know no but I do love that those two old best friends Steve Martin and Martin Short nominated in the same category that's yes amazing. and got up together and that's great. presented and with uh, Selena Gomez who. Has has definitely shown that she's not just a, a pop tartlet. No, I love that. I love this in her career. Yeah. She she yeah. ran the risk, deserved or not. She ran the risk of like, oh, she's just another you know like one of these yeah yeah leftover Bieber girl whatever things. And she's not that. She's got real talent. No, she's super smart. She really does she's great yeah. with those two? Like that seems like, and they also seem like they've got like a like a legit friendship <clears throat> between them all and. Was she? She was in that Spring Breakers thing, right? The uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, the Franco deal. I yeah. need to see that. I hear it's it's weird, man. Yeah, that's what I hear. I really like the music. Anywhere? I shouldn't say I like all the music. I really like some of the music in that movie, and I think it's trippy and weird. It's almost like uh, Miami. The vibe of Miami Vice meets. Oh, it's kind of euphoria a little bit now that I think about it. Yeah, because I was gonna say, doesn't it get really dark with some like prostitution or or 
sort of well Franco's character is horrible he's a yeah horrible that's what human. I hear is that he's 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 like good in it but he's a horrible okay. person in it and it, and gotcha. apparently he's kind of an ass in real life so maybe it fits but uh, anyway there's that uh, final one outstanding variety uh, sketch series went to Saturday Night Live what yeah you might be familiar with it Brian it's been around yeah. for a little bit for a while and uh yeah. Never the category wins anything. of two of two shows, the Black Lady Sketch Show and Saturday Night Live, and oh, well, we really weren't expecting to win this one this year. Yeah, so we're so I can't do him like you can. <laughs> <laughs> My version of him it's is all broken. Too much listening to uh, uh, to to fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because Jane Carvey, every chance he gets. Yeah. Every oh, anybody, everybody, even even uh, Spade does that voice. Yeah. No, they all do. Look, if every yeah. if you worked with uh, with that guy ever, SCTV all the way through SNL, all those eras, yeah. all yeah. of them probably do him. And why yeah. not? You know, he's that he's that guy. For sure. Uh, well, there's your there's your fun list of who won and who didn't, and we're all better for it. Let's, let's take a break. When we come back, Bobby Frankenberger will be here. No relation to oh, Bob. Not, not uh, Bob Frankberger. Not huh? Bob Frankberger. No. I can't. We can't get him. We're too highfalutin for that guy. But we got sure. his non-union equivalent, so we're excited about that. Uh, that's coming up for a little bit of science. Bill, uh, Bill's out. He's got COVID uh, from Poor the Bill. from I, well, who knows from his last trip where he got it. Who knows? But he's yeah. uh, he's doing okay. Just getting lots of rest. Talked to him last night and uh, should be fine. Mild, you know. hopefully mild symptoms. Yeah, that. he's all vaxxed up, and you know, it should be mild. Anyway, uh, and he's right to be resting. That's the key. I talked to another doctor yesterday about a whole other issue, and I said, so yeah. this far into the pandemic, what, uh, what's the over-under on all that stuff? And he says the number one takeaway is rest like your life depended on it. Really? It okay. makes a huge difference. They say they've got patients who have horrible case, but they rested hardcore and now are doing great. And then they got people with mild cases who just... Mm-hmm decided kept to not care and, and kept going and be, and as a result yeah. they've got really effed up long-term symptoms so oh god okay so some of that stuff still rest need. bill please jeez well, don't yeah. try and make any props during this time yeah props to you for not making props all right hey brian let's play a song do you have a song we can play what do you got i there? do uh a band called king buffalo big thanks to jason Sargent for finding this one a tms listener and uh um uh, person who contacted the band and said, "Hey, can you you want to play these guys?" Got approval and and sent it over to me from Rochester, New York. A band called King Buffalo. It's uh, the trio of Sean McVeigh on vocals and guitars, Dan Reynolds on bass, and Scott Donaldson on drums. They formed in 2013, and uh, their heavy psych band has released four EPs, four full lengths, and tours with the likes of Clutch, All Them Witches, Uncle Acid, and the Deadbeats, The Sword and Elder. Uh, their fifth full-length album just came out at the beginning of this month, uh, thanks to Stickman Records in this one as well. Here is the song Avalon by King Buffalo.
It's a diorama based on Walt Whitman's poem, Cavalry Crossing a Fort. We made it for you. Would you like to pet my poopy? This is the Morning Stream AM. And we're back. That song once again. That song was Avalon by the band King Buffalo from their brand new album, Regenerator. Regenerator. Starring Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> Might as well. Might yeah. as well be. Yeah. What was that one called? Oh, Reanimator. Okay, Reanimator. Yeah. Did we film <laughs> sack that? I think we did. We, I think we did. <laughs> if, did, we we? did if we didn't sack that one, I think we sacked one of the sequels. We definitely saw one of the Reanimator films. Yeah, I think we did. We must have. Because I'd never seen any of those, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> now I know we've seen one. So. Yeah, Had to least, be that. At least one. I could go for a sequel. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, hey, everybody, listen to this. Science. Last week's co-host of the podcast on Thursday yeah. uh, is back. It's Bob Frankenheimenberger. Uh, hi, <laughs> hi, Bob. How, how do you like your new name? Hi, you Bob. cool with that? You feel good about it? I am. Um... I don't know how I feel about my alter ego being revealed. <laughs> it's only a matter it's of time. It's, really, it's a horrible on alter the ego, card. by the way. Yeah, it's not It's not a good one, but we're it's glad like to have you Brent here. It's like Brent Ibbotson or something like that. Like it's a <laughs> Everyone really enjoyed your uh, your your appearance last Thursday. Thank you for, yeah, uh, for doing well, that. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah, yeah. you held, the, held down the fort, kept Brian's little seat nice and cozy and warm. You and, did. Uh, that's all we yeah, did. Oh, well, you, de- you say that because you haven't figured out the... What I what I did changed the uh, I just changed the the height on your oh I on see your, uh, on computer chair, chair a little bit just yeah. to annoy you oh so not enough for him to notice really that it no, moved no, but right. enough to know something just wrong. enough to give you back problems yeah. <laughs> sure well I stand up for the show so uh, you know yeah <laughs> jokes ah! on you yeah plus Brian jokes on you. Brian Febreze is everything effort to death. wasted yeah that's right just dumps Febreze on there. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's good to have you back. We are going to talk some Thanks. science today, though, because this is your science segment. All Around Science is your podcast. Bobby follows this uh-huh. stuff each and every day. What is going on today in the world of science? Well, I was um, I was noticing. So it's August. It's about midway through September. September but I mean September. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was looking. I'm looking at a chart with month Science's names. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I never claimed to be a calendrologist or whatever they call them. Sure. I like that name. That's cool. Um, the uh, this people who drain pasta, by the way. Oh, um, oh, a colander. Yeah. I get it. Very nice. Yeah, colandrologists. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, sure. um, the, uh, and, and they, they're butt doctors, too. Oh, um, sure. Colandrologists. <laughs> sure. Uh, I was looking at <laughs> the calendar, noticing that it was September and not October or August, and I... Uh, I thought it's midway through hurricane season, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if most people, you know, we pay attention to that here in the southeast. Sure, um, sure, you have to. The hurricane season, yeah, and it's been a particularly light hurricane season. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, like by now we would have had, oh, tropical storm butthole is just off the coast of Florida, and we're all <laughs> battening down the hoo ha at this point. Like that, I don't feel like we've heard right. that this year. We usually do. No, by we now. have we have not, and um, and it's yeah, it's been particularly mild. There's only been at this point in the season. There's only been five named storms. Oh wow, yeah. So we're only to, on E, is what you're saying? Um, yeah, we're only on E. Uh, we're on, and then when you're driving a car, that's a bad thing. Yeah, um, you don't want that. 
Um, so right, I guess but, we got names but, coming up: Fiona, Julia, and Carl. But we don't have them yet because there aren't storms to name yet. Carl, 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 get back in the get back in the ocean, Carl. Get up, get back in the Atlantic, Carl. Yeah. Anyway. Um, only two of the storms have even become hurricanes. Okay. Mm. And uh, and there's been no major storms this year at all. So and, and that's so that's unusual. Not only because it's light, but the it was predicted that this was going to be a particularly bad year. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they predicted that we would, over the course of the season, have 14 to 20 named storms, 6 to 10 hurricanes, and 3 to 5 major storms. And because they're predicting a 65% increase from last year. And that's just not what we've seen so far. A lot they are thinking the, that it would be really big because of La Nina persisting oh, in the sure, Pacific. Sure, sure. I Which mean, is so a lot that of this is, that a, is a thing. A lot of the coverage says things like the season's just running behind schedule, or they're the way they're covering it is saying, "Oh, it's just it's just going to happen later than usual." Or I, do you give any credence to that, or is that just a well? Maybe they're looking at the same calendar I am, uh, <laughs> and that's why they're behind a little bit. Sure. They still think it's August. They're doing their August. Yeah. You coverage. know, it certainly could be right because the Midwest has experienced a the West and the Midwest have experienced a heat wave that we haven't seen in a long time. And that could easily have an effect uh, on on what we're seeing in the Southeast. Right. I would assume yes. so. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the question, right? Like, why are we seeing such a weak season? And yeah. there are some, uh, there are some theories as to why. Oh, sure. I thought Please it'd be interesting those. to talk about them because it, yeah. it, it, it has to do with what actually makes a hurricane happen and, and what can disrupt hurricanes and stuff like that. Sure. Um, the 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 reason they think so far now now to be clear the analysis hasn't been done it won't be done until the hurricane season over we won't know for sure um, we won't have a as good of an idea until the hurricane season is over what might have been the reason why it's been weak so far right uh, but the thing that they're thinking is causing it is um, dust over the Atlantic that's coming from the Sahara Desert yeah. Um, so that we don't want their sometimes. dust. We don't want their dust. They could keep that. Yeah, no, Saharan dust. dust. Yeah, yeah, that's lame. <laughs> it's the worst kind of dust. Is the Saharan dust? Uh, but it goes. Uh, <laughs> it gets blown over the out from the desert and over the Atlantic Ocean and in huge plumes. I'm gonna let me see. I can. I'm gonna give you a link here in the. Oh, chat I like if links. You look at it. Let's um, do it. To, it just shows you an image of um, what these plumes are and how far they can go oh, over. Wow. Oh wow. Oh look at that, man. Oh jeez, that's it's pretty crazy. obvious to see what the dust is in this one. Yeah, Jimmy if you're Christmas. having a picnic, cover up your freaking uh, tuna fish cuz this is bad. This is going <laughs> to It's going to come over yeah. and wreck you. That's gnarly. Well, the yeah. Sahara is pretty big with a lot of sand and dust. So if it gets picked up by the high winds over there because there's also not a lot of trees in the Sahara does it to, to slow the wind down. Um, it can get really blown over the ocean. And it can go all the way over the Pacific Ocean or the Atlantic Ocean and um, and cause problems. So why why would it happen? Why would dust disrupt the hurricane season, right? Um, and they've looked into it. There, back in 2020, there was um, a statistical analysis that was done and and some and some studies that were done to see if if this predict it was always hypothesized that the dust could be having an impact on hurricane seasons but then they wanted to look at what the links really are they found that first of all 
dust blowing over the ocean. Do you know what the things that are needed are to create a hurricane? No. Well, you need mm-hmm. cold. Uh, wait. Yeah, a hot and cold friend hitting each other or something, or it's low? a collision of of high and low, cold and hot stuff, right? Or temperature. Pressure <laughs> Listen to Brian. We are like such that. you and I are such meteorologists. Clearly, if, if it's like a McDLT where the hot side stays hot and the cold yeah, side yeah. stays cold, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a tornado. Yeah, the tornado slides into the hot side. <laughs> so tornadoes are are um hot and cold fronts coming together usually in the right conditions will create can create tornadoes there is hurricanes are made by by interactions between hot and cold air you're right but but mostly what we're lo- you're looking at is is uh high ocean surface temperatures yeah the 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 ocean surface heats up and that can create convective lifting of of warm moist air that causes hurricanes uh, it's it's complicated how it happens but but um it has to do with very fast rising uh, wet air going way up into the atmosphere and then getting so high that it falls back down and then the spinning of the earth causes all that wind or all that fast moving air that's going up and falling back down to start to spin into a very large storm yeah. called a hurricane right um so the two main things that are needed then are um High surface, high ocean surface temperatures, and um, humidity, moist air, right? Oh yeah. And and so that's what they think the dust from the Sahara interrupts. First of all, they have found that there's a direct correlation between um, uh, dust storms, dust plumes coming in from the Sahara, and lower uh, ocean surface temperatures. So during and after these these weeks long dust storms, the ocean temperatures, the surface ocean ocean temperatures, drop. So that saps some of the energy out of the ocean that would be used to create tropical storms that become hurricanes. That's interesting. Right? I, I can kind of. Mm-hmm. It's weird. My logical what what is left of my logical brain can totally make sense of this because what it sounds like mm-hmm. to me is the dust is a particle. It's a cloud of particles that are heavy-ish. Yeah. Uh, that are. It's almost like you're dumping sand on water or fire or mm-hmm. or anything else. It's just a. It's kind of a heavy, disruptive uh, ma- chunk of matter, right? So why? Of course, it would have an effect. Yeah. I mean, I don't exactly what effect and how much effect. I mean, I'm not going to be schooled on that, but it does seem like this makes sense. You get a little sand in yeah. there. Screw it's it up. It's a lot of dust, and even. Even small amounts of so what I think is happening and is and I don't I I didn't read any any explanation like they know a hundred percent why this is happening but I'm pretty sure what's happening is that the clouds are just blocking the sunlight which which makes it so that the sunlight can't warm the the surface of the ocean as much right 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 so that's the one thing and then also the 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 sand the dust is taking some of the humidity out of the air. So so humidity in the air is just when when the air is warm enough, you've got space between all the the molecules in the air and and water vapor can live in there and fit in there. And that's what the humidity is. The the more water vapor that's able to be in the air, the higher the humidity levels, right? Sure. Um so if you have other particles like dust going into the air, it does two things. It will 
combine with the the water vapor and maybe drop out so pool it actually pulls the water out of the air but also the stuff that's in the air is taking up space yeah it's making it so not as there's not as much room for water in the air yeah and um and so you have less humidity which is needed to power a hurricane think of it as like a kid in walmart puked all over the toy aisle <laughs> and they came in with a big bag of uh uh what do you call it wood shavings or uh, sawdust yeah. And dumped it all over the barf to kind of soak it up and, you know, create a more manageable situation. That's all this is. It's a barf in Walmart. That's what we got. We use kitty litter. Oh, that works, yeah. <laughs> Anything that kind of coagulates and, you know, pulls all the... Flesh, it's non-fleshable <laughs> barfed up kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So, uh, so do you think... I mean, I'm not saying that this... So this is nature's, you know, business, right? Nature's doing this. This isn't us yeah. doing anything. Does does anyone look at this from scientific? That's, what, that's the brand of the kitty litter we used. Yeah, nature's, nature's uh, thing. This is nature's thing. Uh, <laughs> do, do you think that anybody, are there any scientists sitting around going, perhaps we could harness the dust every year at a certain time of year and artificially throw it over here and that will just slow all this down and create less chance of a hideous whatever. And what's what's a few grains of sand in our egg salad once in a while? You know what I mean? Like, do you think anyone's I'm doing sure, that? I'm sure that some scientists are saying that, but the rest of the scientists are like kind of looking at him, at him out of the corner of their eye and trying to ignore him as best Yeah, they can. pretending that guy um, doesn't exist. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, it's kind of turning away from them at the lunch table. You know, yeah. <laughs> old uh, Stan Erickson with his bad ideas. He's always there. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, so because you don't want to blow dust around if you don't have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> Was that um, true? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if they find a way to stop massively destructive hurricanes, and that way is to inject the conditions that the sand is doing but create another way of doing it maybe less intrusive or less you know less actual or wildfires sand. like direct the the uh, the sand over to the wildfires yeah. that are going on or, or any of that stuff like it seems like if, if nature's figured out a way to slow hurricane season well then why couldn't we it, well with our certainly nature's hubris, not you know doing this with purpose. <laughs> sure, right, yes. Um, and this, so I don't know the answer to that question yeah. that you're asking, but I would say that it sounds very much like it's venturing in the unforeseen consequences territory. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's like, yeah. uh, hey, what if we bring these particular turtles halfway across the world? Those, those will eat those bugs we hate. Mm. Oh, no, we have too many turtles. Right. Well, Introduce, bring in the... Introducing an uh, invasive species. Yeah. yeah, so bring in the wolves. Wait, now the wolves are reproducing at too high a rate, and they're eating our farms. Okay, now what? Right. Shoot all the right. wolves. Right. Like, right. Yeah, I get it. I don't... So one I, of the, I, yeah. Go ahead. One of the other um, interesting things that they think is happening is that is, is, an, is a knock-on effect of the ocean surface temperatures cooling... So, so the ocean surface temperatures are are cooled off by the dust, but also the dust storms actually have another effect of making the 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 surface temperatures of the of the land, the continental surface temperatures, get warmer because of them. So they think that the interaction of those two, a warm area on the land next to a cooler ocean, will create higher wind shears, which basically blow away the conditions that would. Um, make it easy for a hurricane to form sure so it, it uh blows off the the top of the the hurricanes and and makes it so that they can't form so well it's interesting and um, we've been seeing a lot of of 
Saharan dust storms this year. Um, the first ones were being reported in June. There was one, another one in August. So it seems likely that that's what's happening. Were they big ones, like you know, f- uh, Mad Max Fury Road style, huge ones you got to avoid at all costs, or are they? We were they talking- have really big dust storms there. So much so that the coastal cities and and whatnot that are in in line of in line of them have to you know stay indoors for you know days in order to 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 avoid all the the negative effects of allergies and whatever you know respiratory issues <laughs> there's there's brian with one right there good so, timing yeah, really yeah. on that <laughs> yeah that was excellent timing that was a real yeah. that was a beast uh, i think you got it all out after that one that oh jeez sorry i should have <laughs> muted <laughs> I yeah. thought I was far enough away from the mic. Yeah. No, the timing good, good was job. awesome. Uh, timing was incredible. P thirty. Yeah, nicely done, <laughs> Sorry, folks. Well, anyway, uh, you you've uh, you've instructed us once again in the world of uh, yeah. science. That's what matters here on the show. So people are wondering, though, is this gonna is this gonna mean a a more intense rest of the hurricane season? Like mm-hmm. once, like the latter half. When the and dust settles, a, that's what we're asking. What happens when the dust settles? When, when the dust. Ah. Yeah. Get it? Uh, you guys get it? Right. Oh yeah, we get it. I think we they got, got it. it. So there is a chance that this will this will have a have a kickback effect and and go into high gear the second half. Um, and it's not. It's my first thought was when I when I was hearing people or reading about people asking that was like no that doesn't have anything to do it's not like it's not like the Earth is keeping track and saying like well we got to get our quota in. Um, but then I was reading a little bit more and listening to some meteorologists talking about this and there is it's not unreasonable to think that it could uh get more intense in the second half because of the week for first half and the reason is that it's only the cooling effect is only happening on the surface of the ocean so the whole one of the things that hurricanes do is churn up the water and actually um has an effect called ocean upwelling which causes cool water from deeper down to be brought up to the surface. Mm. And so when that doesn't happen, overall, ocean temperatures increase. And so that's what's been happening. Um, and, and it has been recorded that ocean temperatures are increasing uh, this, this year. So uh, it could be that once all this settles down and, and the dust isn't, inter- isn't blocking the warm surface temperatures that we might see those warm temperatures like higher than average ocean temperatures cause a a a a rough latter half of the season interesting okay so that which leads a little lends a little credence to the concept that this is just a delayed effect like maybe it It could be it could be that we're not we're we're just prolonging the inevitable you know well we have a lot of kim has a lot of family down in that zone of the country and uh we'd really like them not to be uh underwater or swept out to sea so uh, <laughs> yes good yeah. job dust most of I them do. anyway yeah speaking of <laughs> speaking of the term dust there's an amazing book uh by hugh howley called uh dust which i highly recommend just want to throw it out there mm. you guys should read dust it's very good if you like if you hate deserts and anything to do with uh the the idea of big vast unending apocalyptic deserts maybe don't read it but i loved it it was really good i'm surprised that you like it uh yeah i know really it's a shock isn't it <laughs> i like these big desert settings it's weird yeah, sure. anyway uh well bobby it's uh, been a pleasure as always why don't you tell people where they can get more of your fine commentary all around science and the podcast with that very name 
Yep, the podcast is called All Around Science. We talk about science news and just science stuff every week. And this week's no exception. Uh, our episode that came out yesterday, we uh, the feature, we talked about fatbergs. Oh, Right, mm. the 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 ones you mentioned them last week, the big uh, trash uh, trash heap berg things that we've built. Because no, this is the the one in the sewers, right? Is the fat bergs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah it's gross. Yeah, yep, all of when yeah, you the- rinse oils and and fats and everything down your drain, they get um, they they can cause uh, gigantic double decker bus sized clogs <laughs> in in the sewer, and they're very disgusting. Um, but the chemistry about why they form and everything is really interesting because it's not just I used to think it was just you know like bacon grease how when you leave it out it yeah. just, coagulates it, and it, yeah. coagulates firms yeah. up again yeah and so I used to think oh vegetable oil should be fine to go down the drain then because it's it doesn't do that yeah that's not true because it's not just that it's cooling and coagulating there's a chemical reaction that causes stuff to happen it doesn't matter what kind of fat it is It'll happen. Is there a dystopic future of like cyberpunk future where we're all living on a giant fatberg because there's one big enough out in the ocean that we can just build on it and subsist on a fatberg or 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 fatberg mining operations? Right. Yeah. Because suddenly it'll be like, oh, we're all out of wet wipes. They're the most valuable material on the planet. How do we get them? We got to mine the fatberg. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how you uh, because there's a worldwide. Uh, wipe shortage. Yeah, right. everybody, all those, all those millennial men trying to get their balls clean or whatever they're doing. Right. <laughs> they got to go mine the fatberg for it. That's fantastic. Uh, all right. Great. Well, uh, this is good news. Check it out. All around science, wherever you get your podcast. Bobby, have a fantastic week, and we'll see you next time. You too. Bye now. Bye, Bobby. He's just saying what his favorite band from the eighties is. He says you too. <laughs> you too. Uh, Crick, don't let Claire hear that. Yeah, don't let Claire hear it. She hates everything we bring up. Um, here's a uh, here's a thing. Send and receive email. This is an email yeah. from a listener named Bruce who uh, had this to say about our Prius abundance in Seattle uh, conversation, talking about all the okay. Priuses and the Lyft drivers with Priuses and stuff. Uh, says I have a little info to help you understand why I got in a taxi or sorry I got in a taxi or Uber in the Seattle area several years ago. I've lived there since 2010, and I asked the driver, why so many Priuses, or Pri-I, he says. Pri-I, I like that. <laughs> um, he said he'd been running a small cab service for years, and on average, between the lower maintenance and reduced fuel consumption, his Prius has saved him. I can't remember the exact feature, but or sorry, figure, but it was several thousands of dollars per year, three or five maybe, wow. uh, compared to similarly sized all-gas cars in his small fleet, given the number of miles each one was being driven. Uh, he had started with one Prius, and then, uh, as each other, or, sorry, as, as as each other car needed replacement, he replaced them with Priuses. Uh, there is also a lot of crunchy granola types here, and many many of them would drive a Prius. Lots of them are now getting Tesla Model Threes. My kids and I play uh, play Tesla. Um, I like or, see. I like like I used to play Beetlebug when I was a little. Yeah. What, wait a minute. Play Tesla like spot the Tesla. Is that yeah, what you exactly. Do? Did you never play? Um, what, uh, punch buggy, I think it was, or punch beetle, or whatever. Oh, like, punch beetle buggy. bug, or slug bug, I think was what people called it. And you'd hit your friend, your brother in the arm if you you'd saw hit your one friend before every him. time you saw whoever saw the uh, the right. first Volkswagen would yeah. get to slam hit the other one in the uh, in the arm. But he says they quit doing it because they would they'd start counting six te- Teslas at one intersection. <laughs> Decided it was not as much of a game anymore. So yeah, 
Anyway, it says for a long time, there are three types of Prius drivers. Number one, taxi slash car for hire. Number two, normal drivers. Number three, really bad drivers. Often <laughs> ones who are in competitive mode to just see how many miles they can squeeze out of a gallon. Presumably uh, used for bragging rights at the bars. If someone randomly swerved into your lane without signaling, signaling it was generally a Prius driver checking his MPGs. Uh, see you next TMS Vegas, Bruce. Uh, we cool. will see you there. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. I I, totally I guess does. the 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 savings alone, though, that part surprised me. Three or five thousand a year is a lot if you're doing gig driving, right? For sure. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? I feel like your Kia and other Kias are also in that boat. Like low co- uh, lower. Um, yeah, I still I still get just under thirty miles to the gallon in my mm-hmm. Kia Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not bad, but uh, it's nothing compared to what I'd get. <laughs> per gallon in a uh, a hybrid or uh, obviously no uh, a gallon full electric, in a, yeah. uh, a full EV yeah are you uh, does that interest you at all like as a, a for sure yeah you know. I'm looking at the Kia Niro uh, either the hybrid or the EV for my next car I didn't know I like they were that. working on a full electric that's cool I guess everyone they've is. got uh, they've got a couple Kia does yeah uh, let's see Kia Niro all electric I want to see what these are. So yeah, is this a, how, is that a thing I can buy like now? This is it's a thing? a thing you can buy now. It's a thing you could even buy. I think there was a twenty twenty two model, um, but the new twenty twenty three is is probably what I'd be looking oh, at. These aren't bad. Yeah, and then there, and then there's the Kia EV six. I mean, there's you know there's a lot of. That's cool. I like Kias. I used to not, yeah. but I like them now. Um, I want to. I kind of want that. Uh, my neighbor has a Nissan Leaf, and I think that car is pretty cool. I hate the name, but oh. I like the car. Yeah. Yeah. Leaf is just a stupid name. Leaf. Leaf is dumb. So, yeah, if you see a couple of them, do you say those are Nissan Leaves? Leaves, yeah. <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a whole parking lot full of them, it's for sale. Is it Le- Nissan Leaves or Leafs? It's got to be Leafs. Leafs. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a thing. Probably Leafs, but I like your Probably idea. Probably Leafs, but... I like your idea because it's more consistent with the English language. I like it. Right, right. Well, Bruce, uh, we're happy to have had your email. And if you're like Bruce and would like to send something in out there, it's themorningstream at gmail.com, themorningstream at gmail.com. Quick reminder, today at 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time, myself and Brian Dunaway will be hosting an episode of Play Retro where we talk about Zelda 1 and 2 for the NES that being the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, that's right. Our retro love is aimed directly at Link and his adventures today on Play Retro, 3.30 Mountain Time, right here at frogpants.tv, or get the Play Retro podcast wherever you get your shows and listen to it there. Uh, Brian, you got anything else today before we go? I don't. No, it's uh, it's it's catch-up week, so I'm going to catch up with Hammond. We're going to talk about the next season of Soundography, uh, and then catching up on some more freelance. Fun stuff. Uh, those at home eh. who have not... <laughs> <laughs> If you have, I mean, yeah. I haven't thing, yes, but the freelance. Sure, right. sure. Now, if none of you have, uh, or if, if some of you listening to my voice, and I know there are many of you that have not decided to jump into our Patreon, now's a great yeah. time to do it. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go. You can be like Michael Hennessy and Aaron Newkirk, who are both new this week. Newkirk is new. Uh, thank you for joining us, Aaron and Michael. <laughs> you guys are Chris awesome. Pine, Newkirk. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, if you want an always commercial-free good time with bonus content at the top and bottom of every show, look no further than patreon.com slash TMS, plus a bunch of other monthly and weekly benefits. Uh, frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else. Let's get out of here. We need to play music. Do you have music to play? 
We do. A um, little sad one, or sad uh, dedication here. Robert Hillman, uh, also known as Loki Robert, when he's in the chat room, sent mm-hmm. this one in. Uh, September 1st would have been his 32nd year anniversary. Uh, sadly, lost uh, his wife to MS in November of 2007, so uh, 15 years ago. Uh, so sorry. Uh, Loki Robert, that's that's rough. Um, the song you requested is uh, Time in a Bottle, that uh, Jim Croce classic. And I've got a great version of that song here. It's by Leaky Lee, uh, who released this as a single in 2018. Has a very cool electronic feel to it. Uh, going out to Loki Robert, here is Time in a Bottle. Uh, that sounds great. Let's play that. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of TMS. We would love it if you all came back and listen to us again. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. If I could say time in a bottle First thing that I like to do Is to say every day till eternity is away just to spend them with you If I could make days last forever Words could make wishes come true I'd save every day like a treasure Then again I would spend them of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I'm in fourth grade. I have a girlfriend.